Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of the Dose of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Joy Huber, and I'm a stage four young adult lymphoma cancer survivor. As someone who's been there through a cancer diagnosis, years of chemotherapy, and side effects, including total hair loss, I'm here to guide you and your loved ones through cancer. Thanks for listening to this podcast, and thank you for sharing this podcast with others you know who are also facing cancer. Let's dive right in today with more stories from cancer survivors. A story titled, Laugh. Many years ago, Norman Cousins was diagnosed as terminally ill. He was given six months to live. His chance for recovery was one in 500. He could see that the worry, depression, and anger in his life contributed to and perhaps helped cause his disease. He wondered, if illness can be caused by negativity, can wellness be created by positivity? He decided to make an experiment of himself. Laughter was one of the most positive activities he knew. He rented all the funny movies he could find. Keaton, Chaplin, Fields, the Marx Brothers. This was before VCRs, so he had to rent the actual films. He read funny stories He asked his friends to call him whenever they said, heard, or did something funny. His pain was so great, he could not sleep. Laughing for ten solid minutes, he found, relieved the pain for several hours so he could sleep. He fully recovered from his illness and lived another 20 happy, healthy, and productive years. His journey is detailed in his book, Anatomy of an Illness. He credits visualization, the love of his family and friends, and laughter for his recovery. Some people think laughter is a waste of time. It is a luxury, they say, a frivolity, something to indulge in only every so often. Nothing could be further from the truth. Laughter is essential to our equilibrium, to our well-being, to our aliveness. If we're not well, laughter helps us get well. If we are well, laughter helps us stay that way. Since Cousins' groundbreaking subjective work, scientific studies have shown that laughter has a curative effect on the body, the mind, and the emotions. So if you like laughter, consider it sound medical advice to indulge in it as often as you can. If you don't like laughter, then take your medicine. Laugh anyway. Use whatever makes you laugh. Movies, sitcoms, Monty Python, 
records, books, New Yorker cartoons, jokes, friends. Give yourself permission to laugh long and loud and out loud whenever anything strikes you as funny. The people around you may think you're strange, but sooner or later, they'll join in even if they don't know what you're laughing about. Some diseases may be contagious, but none is as contagious as the cure. Laughter. And that story comes from Peter McWilliams. You've also heard me say mind over matter and laughter is the best medicine. And here's one more story, victim or survivor. Although the definition said a cancer survivor is anyone who has ever been diagnosed with cancer and is alive today, the first time I read it, I didn't feel like a cancer survivor. Cancer victim seemed a much more accurate term. But then the dust settled, treatment began, and I realized the victim thing just didn't fit. I tossed the victim-survivor issue around and finally came to the conclusion that a victim and a survivor are the same thing, almost. The differences are subtle, but at the same time, enormous. The first thing I realized is that a survivor is a victim with an attitude. After I understood that, things were a little better. I had a choice about something. I could be a cancer victim or a cancer survivor. I liked the idea of having an attitude, and I liked the sound of being a survivor. Next, I thought about a friend of mine who had metastatic breast cancer and was the epitome of a cancer survivor. To Barbie, survivorship was a state of mind. Despite the moments of sadness and pain, she never lost her ability to laugh about some of the absurdities of cancer and cancer treatment. She treasured every moment and faced each new situation as best as she could. Eventually, the cancer got her body. However, she never allowed it to reach her spirit. I think of her as a survivor in the truest sense of the word. Very slowly, the differences between being a survivor and victim became clear, and I started making a list. I'm sure every survivor can add one or two more. This is just a start. Being a victim is a state of body. Being a survivor is a state of mind. A victim fears hair falling out. A survivor knows bald is beautiful. A victim knows about feeling down. A survivor knows feeling down is okay. A victim dreads the side effects of treatments. A survivor wonders how to cancel his membership in the side effect of the month club. A victim is amazed at all the tears. 
A survivor never leaves home without Kleenex. A victim goes to see a doctor. A survivor consults with his or her physician. A victim gets caught in despair. A survivor prays a lot. A victim feels helpless. A survivor says thanks with dignity and grace. A victim enjoys a good laugh. A survivor loves one. From the moment we are diagnosed, we are victims. We must choose to be survivors. And that story comes from Paula Bakleldakoski. And Paula, I hope I didn't mispronounce your name there. Up next, the story from Cynthia M. on the This is Living with Cancer website. This is Cynthia's story of finding her voice, and Cynthia M. has been living with cancer since 2015. With her creative spirit and warm smile, Cynthia is the kind of person who makes an impression the moment you meet her. Her spirit shines when she speaks about her music and other artistic projects, and she has a talent for making you feel like you're the only person in the room. Creativity has always been central to Cynthia's life. As a multimedia designer, most of her work took place behind the scenes and behind many computer screens in office cubicles. All of that changed with a diagnosis of stage 2 breast cancer. And a call-out here in the article quotes, In my mind, I would have ideas. In my heart, I'd have songs. In my journals, I'd write lyrics and all kinds of stuff. But I was never putting it out into the world and sharing it. After Cynthia had some vague symptoms for a few years in her 30s, a nurse detected a lump during a routine doctor's visit. Cynthia was diagnosed with an invasive form of breast cancer. Like most people, she went through myriad emotions after receiving the news. She was relieved to finally know what was wrong, and the diagnosis also made sense given her family history of the disease. But then there was the shock, the fear, and finally the resolve. And here's another call-out from the article that says one thing that's really great about this experience of going through cancer treatment is understanding that I have a voice. For Cynthia, sharing her creativity with the world and connecting with others became integral to her healing. Her work became more visual, more vocal, and more social. One of the first things she did after her diagnosis was design a t-shirt that read, Stronger Than Cancer. She wore it to arm herself for the journey into treatment. Cynthia also started sharing her daily cancer diaries online with family, friends, and strangers. Writing was an important exercise. 
sharing her experiences allowed her to work through her emotions and receive love and support from people around her. Her new philosophy to put her passions, joys, fears, and art into the world and transform the challenges of life into love, hope, and gratitude. Another call-out in the article says, One of the most incredible gifts cancer has given me is knowing how to be here right now and to be grateful that I can be here right now. Today, Cynthia channels her spirit of love and creativity into the world around her. She hosts a radio show and a podcast. She's a professional DJ who plays for different organizations around the city. She officiates weddings and even finds time to mentor young women at a music camp for girls. Her diagnosis inspired her to play, connect, and create as much as possible. She sees it as her mission to pour her energy into the world and inspire hope in as many people as she can. It's also taught her to live in the moment, a gift that she hopes others can learn from without going through an experience like cancer. And the next call out from the article says, I've lived more in the couple of years since my diagnosis than I lived in the 30-something years prior to that. I've gotten more hugs, more I love yous, and more handshakes. Cancer gave Cynthia the permission to be everything she wanted to be. And while her diagnosis helped her find her voice and jumpstart her life, she admits that it's as much a struggle as it is a gift. She calls it PTG, short for post-traumatic growth. Cynthia took the trauma of those fateful words from her doctor and used it as a catalyst to share her voice with the world around her. And because of this, she feels she's living her fullest life. Even on the hard days, Cynthia says, Life is full of joy and beauty, just waiting to be expressed. And the final call-out in the article says, I tell people, heal, forgive, love. Be creative. Express yourself. Help other people express themselves. And even when your candle is out, your light will shine on. As a bonus offering for you, did you know I have a course available on living well with cancer? While the audio was done on a different microphone than the expensive one I bought for this podcast, it includes video. I'll share the link on the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page this week, and you'll get one free month of Skillshare 
through that. So you can watch this course. It's about the length of a movie if you go through all the lessons in a row. But of course, the great thing about on-demand video is you can stop and start when you like. I show you around cancer resources, including where to click. This is much like what we would do during a coaching session you can book with me through my Patreon. Click on the Support the Show link after the show description or at the top of my Facebook page if you want to book an individual session with me. In this session, I'll be able to learn the specifics of your situation so I can share resources that are tailored to your needs. With that, I wrap up today's episode of Dose of Joy. Remember, you can email the show at doseofjoypodcast at hotmail.com. Also, like the Dose of Joy podcast Facebook page to plug into the regular post where specific links to resources highlighted in the show are shared. Until next time, I leave you with my heartfelt wish for a joy-filled life. I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna cry. The world is waiting here for me. I can do more than just survive. I wanna see how far.